Welcome to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. This is where we explore the journey from no one to number one. Welcome, guys. We got uh, Creedence Bongwater Revival joining us. Hello. We got Silverback. What's up, Morgan? Combat Concepts Martial Arts. Happy to see you. What's up, Morgan? Give me the what's up. WHI hate Leon Metzi. BGJ Strongman, all you guys jamming on here. Give me a, a number one. Happy to see you guys. I know I've been gone for a minute. Um, Kevin, thank you for the number one on there. Uh, Morgan? Uh, K2 Goody, what's up, brother? Uh, no, no, no. One, two, one, three. Down nine Y. Randy, what's up, brother? Nature Boy, what's up, Nate? Got some people jamming on here. Uh, that's on Instagram. If you are on Facebook or on uh, YouTube or Twitter or Twitch or LinkedIn, hit me up in the chat. I got you guys already thrown down. What's up, Nate? Happy to see you guys. Crazy ass weekend. I want you to get to see. Let me see if I can share this with you guys. And the windows. Let's see what window I want. I want to show you guys. Instagram. Here we go. Let's see. Can you see this? You guys see this? All right. Let's play this. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. I don't know if you guys could, uh, if you guys saw that business, but um, that was the infamous Rowdy Roddy Piper. Uh, but I used his sound clip from They Live, which have you guys seen that movie? Like in its entirety, it's so good. Uh, I used that clip to promote. We just had a badass, a badass kid. Phoenix Morgan, what's up? Yeah, Rowdy Roddy Piper, uh, a badass trained by Gene LaBelle. So, uh, not only was he a pro wrestler, he was had some catch wrestling and some judo in his game as well. Super cool guy. I, I got to meet Rowdy Roddy Piper. We uh, we both wrestled on the same pro wrestling card here in Denver, and uh, it was literally the week before I got my tryout, and it was amazing. Combative concepts, martial arts. Yes, we did. Was that not a good, like, dude, tell me, tell, like, because people don't understand until they come to the camp, right? There's like the you, you know, I'm trying to hype you up, get you to understand what it's all about through reading on ad copy and selling and marketing. And then there's the you that walks out after camp. Oh, man, I don't know, dude, if you could, if you could help me with that, just throw some in the chat. I'll read it out to everybody. Big day. Big day, man. Combative Concepts Martial Arts says, dude, I can't wait for the next camp. Right there, she tell you everything, right? I mean, I hope you're able to get up off the toilet and walk up and down stairs after doing Gotcha's Bible. Um, but yeah, that was a fantastic camp. Everybody killed it. Super fun. Just grind, dude. Two days of grind. So if you're a freaking wuss, you're going to have a hard time. But it, it'll make a man out of you or make you uh, make a woman out of you. So uh, I just suggest you show up, right? <laughs> Combative concepts, martial arts, laughing about the getting up off the toilet or going down the stairs. Yeah, you got to be careful, man. Use the handrail on either scenario. So, um, yeah, fun bunch stuff. Threw, flew out there on Friday. Crazy, crazy experience. I've been in some, you know, I travel a lot. I fly a lot between 
grappling coaching and business coaching, I am like total jet set in every way. So I'm fl- we're flying out Friday night because you know I try to I d- I literally squeeze in as much time in my day as I can. So I flew out at like seven o'clock a night of Friday. I flew back Sunday night, same time. So I'm not losing a day for travel, or whatever. Anyway, on, on Friday, like seven o'clock, we're taking off, right? So the plane is just about to re- reach that velocity where liftoff happens, where, you know, you feel the plane lifting, you know what I mean? And then boom, two of the tires uh, explode, go for it. They bring it back down. The 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 wheel, the whole sh- a plane is shaking is like it's running on the rims. So bad is it shaking that the, uh, the door, one of the passengers had to go jump on the door handle because that handle, you know, they close the hatch and it seals. The door handle was vibrating so much it was coming open. And uh, the rim from the tire is what it looks like. I got a picture. Maybe I'll show that. Let's see if I can show that. Um, oh, it's, I think I have it on my other Instagram. Anyway, that's not hooked up. The rim through of the tire while we're grinding shoots through the wing and leaves a hole like this. I got a picture going my my personal Instagram. Maybe I'll post it up on this side to wrestling one. It was absolutely nuts. Uh, Brandy Sealcott Industry, the great number one coach. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Hope you guys are doing good, man. Yeah, made it safe. Landed in Arizona. Got picked up by Coach Gil Olivas. Olivas. Not sure how to say it right. Great dude. Guy's like a brother. I'm very proud to have him and his crew a part of things. We did history. Made it, We made our very first women's coach, Nancy Escobar. Congratulations. Very first uh, assistant coach. Uh, first woman. And she's tougher than hell. Has a military background. Grinding it out, mother of a bunch of young kids. Like this is a tough woman, great woman. Super proud to have her. Whew, it was just insane. Then I got to see uh, my buddy Scott and um, and Corey, and then of course Sam, and Gil, the whole crew. We were able to bump up not just Nancy but Scott Sutton. It, uh, he's been uh, he he's fought on shoot pro wrestling for me. And uh, who else? Oh, and then Terrell. Terrell, you guys may not know him, but now he's an assistant coach. Dude, we're just, I'm super proud. We had such a great weekend, man. Then, longtime uh, uh, student or athlete that comes to camps uh, ever, uh, Brian McDowell, Iceman Catch. You should see me blowing him up on the, uh, on the Facebooks and Instagrams or whatnot. He is still champ. To, now now he's he's defending it, rock and roll in MMA. So man, we just had a, a, a killer weekend. And then, and then we also held the Scientific Wrestling Europe Accelerator Camp with assistant coaches Stuart Cole, Mike Rajo, and Enrico Sabadini. In Italy, Pisa, you know, the Leaning Tower Pisa? Now they got scientific wrestling. You better look out. They might fix that shit. So, guys, just blowing up. We, we added on new affiliates. We're adding new affiliates. You guys want to get involved. You want to get with a team of winners. 
Let's go, dude. You got to show up. You got to do the God's Bible. You got to get certified. I'm blowing up the interior of the website. So uh, right now I'm working with an editor. We're getting all, we're building. So there's three sections. You join, go to sidedipperwrestling.com. You can join. You can just become a member, a supporter. Appreciate that. You help us in our mission to improve the lives of every man, woman, and child on earth uh, through the greatest self-development program ever. And that is scientific wrestling. Um, that's, but then you get access to all the instructional videos, all the articles, 75 hours of UWFI, uh, proto MMA stuff. We got early footage, Dan Severn, early footage of Kazushi Sakuraba. It's fantastic. You got to get, get in there. That's basic membership. Then you get the coaching catch membership that comes with lifetime membership to that website free lifetime. But the perk that comes with that is I'm building out an online course inside. It's a learning management course. So everybody that like has made assistant coach has got to master the basic curriculum. Well, inside of that, we now are building out that basic curriculum. Now, what is that basic curriculum? You can watch, you can go get it yourself, but it doesn't come with the membership to side to wrestling. Oh yeah. And if you become a member, you get something like 20% off of merchandise, instructional DVDs, uh, gear, events. So you want to come to uh, seminars or anything like that. Um, but if you, if you just, the curriculum that will take you to assistant coach and you can know it, watch it know of it understand it but can you do it and that's really where the rubber hits the road where you come with us all that is on my bjj fanatics first two uh releases catch wrestling takedowns and catch wrestling submissions now all that material is going to be put into a learning management course uh got clearance from the man himself michael zenga again another guy who's crushing i saw you he's getting like first place in the pan ams and shit this guy runs bjj fanatics dude super awesome uh, great guy. Been doing business with that guy for a long time. What you may not know is before BJJ Fanatics became the phenom that it is uh, today and the massive success, he was reselling our DVDs, our <laughs> stuff. And a lot of the business models are very, very uh, uh, similar. Combative Concepts Martial Arts says, I got those Sunday night after the camp. Good. That is what I am going to be watching. So you for the sake of those people who are kind of just voyeuristically listening in here, uh, combative concepts, martial arts showed up to camp and the, um, there's, a, it's like drinking from a fire hose, especially, I mean, we go, we are like, do this, do that, go by the end of it, it radically changes your game. This is why I, I shared that clip of Rowdy Roddy Piper, where it was like, I came to chew bubble gum and kick ass. I'm all out of bubble gum. And then what you guys on Instagram could see, but you can go watch the commercial after we disengage here, <laughs> is that uh, there's typing on there. And it says, this is what it feels like when you return to your dojo after going to a scientific wrestling. That's our number one feedback is, oh my God, I went back after one weekend and handled these guys in the gym that I'd never really been able to beat before. So, uh, so proud of that, man. 15 years going strong. Uh, and I appreciate all you guys, appreciate all your support. Uh, today, man, I got so many wins. I just can't even, can't even contain myself on the number one coaching front. We, uh, closed 
uh, a good deal last week. And man, it's just, I'm so grateful and, and uh, happy. And, you know, my, my kids, my wife, my parents, everything, their health, their, all that's going good. So I'm just blessed and I'm grateful. Uh, I've pounded out probably five or six blogs on uh, the, uh, on my blog. I don't know if you get, I'm over on, I'm publishing now on medium.com. I like that platform. I get a lot more traction. I get a lot of views off of there. Um, I post them on the socials. I post them on Twitter and uh, Facebook and whatnot. So I hope you guys are able to check those out. But today, today we're talking about why entrepreneurs are the key to innovation. Okay. So this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart. I always say this. I believe that, and, and I can't tell you which one is more important. I love the combination of the two personally. I think that makes like a ninja level. Uh, but I think that both wrestling and uh, scientific wrestling and entrepreneurship are the two greatest paths to personal development ever developed on the planet. That's my personal belief. So this is a very uh, near and dear topic for me. Okay. Why? Because entrepreneurs are the absolute lifeblood of our economy. They're the ones who are solving problems and, and that you didn't even know you had. People who brought you chat GPT, that you didn't even know you had a problem until you got the solution because they created it. They could look down the, the, the chessboard and they create these solutions to make our lives better. I'll give you another example. <laughs> Before AI, in the late 90s, some of you guys not, might not have been even alive or whatever. I was, I was a young man and the internet was still new, okay? And there was this young goofy dude, bald-headed dude. Well, he's bald-headed now. He's all Jack now. Jeff Bezos created an Amazon company, right? Started as just a bookstore. And I was working in bookstores at the time. I was working in a used bookstore in San Francisco called Green Apple Books. I was working for another bookstore, uh, a, a, a direct market libertarian bookstore called Laissez-Faire Books. And then Bezos comes, destroyed them. I mean, the used bookstore is still alive, but they demolished uh, Amazon or uh, Laissez-Faire Books because you can get a better deal. You get the distribution. You can get a better shipping. It's very hard for people that were doing uh, indirect. Direct market is like... Um, you would get a catalog. I just, I just, some of you guys, I mean, they still do catalogs, I guess, but the internet made a lot of that obsolete. And a lot of that was because of Amazon and Bezos and what he saw in the opportunities. And now, yeah, okay, you could say, oh, well, it took these jobs from the bookstores. And yeah, but how many people is he providing um, wealth to with all this drop shipping stuff? Just brilliant. But that's just one example, okay? It's not just tech startups that it have changed it i mean uh probably the biggest poster boy right now would be elon musk tesla now i don't want to get into the all the, the nerddom but basically all these people that have been looking for an alternative to gas powered or oil powered 
vehicles. Dude, he solved that problem. The Garkas, I don't know, I've totally messed up your name. Sorry, says Jeff Bezos versus Bill Gates in submission wrestling match. Who wins and how? Jeff Bezos, hands down. Dude, Bill Gates got bitch tits, dude. He's dead. That guy, Bezos wins when when uh, Bill Gates tries to put a syringe in him, but he takes it and puts it back in into Bill Gates, and then he dies of blood clots. How's that? <laughs> but, okay. It's not just Tesla with uh, electronic cars. SpaceX, he's creating like commercial space, space flight. The Boring Company, which isn't just flamethrowers. That was his promotional gimmick. But uh, these crazy, this idea of boring holes in the earth and using that tunnel systems. Radically changing the earth. Wait, let me, let's take it off the earth. He's going to radically change freaking Mars. Freaking Mars. Like, it's crazy. Okay. So I know what some of you guys are probably going to, some of you, somebody out there has got to be saying, okay, well, what about big corporations? Don't they innovate? And yeah, they do. Sometimes not for the better, like Pfizer. They innovated by getting the, the largest criminal lawsuit in the history of all criminal lawsuits. That's not good innovation. Uh, the problem is, is they've got a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of uh, bad incentives. So it's harder. They're not as nimble because they're so big, right? Now, according to a report by a group known as the Kaufman Foundations, entrepreneurs are responsible for almost all net job growth in the United States. Okay? And entrepreneurship ain't just about creating jobs. They're contributing to economic growth and innovation. Make sense? That same important fact uh, that found out that, that startups are responsible for more than half of all the new innovations in the United States. Okay? Now, that said, it ain't easy. It ain't easy. I mean, look at what I did with the mace belt, dude. That was not easy. Nobody had done it. Had I been hit by a bus, it would not have happened. Guaranteed. But now when I did it and brought it to market, a lot of people started, well, this is cool. Not only am I improving people's lives through health, but I'm improving people's lives But because now people are trainers. Now people are selling them. Feel me? So, why are these entrepreneurs the key to innovation? Why? Because passion, creativity, and drive, like serious, relentless drive. Addicts Club, what's up, Don? Good to see you, brother. Happy to, I was just talking about Maces, man. There's a, a bro, guys, go buy some Addicts Clubs. Total innovative, too. I created the Mace Bell, but I had to sell separate Mace Bells to get the weights. Dude, he totally revolutionized and innovated on my idea, made it better by making an adjustable mace. Kira Seraphim, what's up? So, entrepreneurs are the key to innovation, passion, drive, creativity. They take risks. They, a lot of them fail, dude. A lot of failure, too. So, a lot of the risk. And there's freedom, and the freedom is not being constrained by the bureaucracy of a gigantic corporation. I've worked in 
companies with 5,000 employees, man. Everything, it's so boring and so lame and everything's so constrained, right? So you really as an entrepreneur have like this freedom to see these, these problems as opportunities and, put, and like problems as a way to make money. What a great thing. Entrepreneur, uh, that's, that's really it, right? Is entrepreneurs turn problems into abundance, into wealth. They turn problems into money. And that's why we need more entrepreneurs. Have you noticed now, you know, what is it they say that soft times create soft men, soft men create hard times, hard times create hard men, hard men create soft times. You heard, you heard that? So we're in this conundrum, right? Because we live in the pinnacle of human technological achievement as far as we know. Maybe in the ancient past, people in Atlantis could, I don't know, they had laser beams and could levitate, I don't know, or teleport. I have no idea. But what I do know is that based on all the information we have, we live in the pinnacle right now. Okay? But that's also... Because we live in the pinnacle, as far as we know, the largest number of human beings to ever exist. The more humans, the more entrepreneurs. The more entrepreneurs, the more problems solved. So yeah, do all overpopulations. Yeah, shut up. You don't even know what you're talking about. Go read The Ultimate Resource by Julian Simon. Great book. Ultimate Resource by Julian Simon. Or just go have ChatGPT write you a book report on it, whatever. Figure out the findings that this brilliant economist Julian Simon was able to find. And he did it through betting. He put his money where his mouth was and was right every time. Overpopulation is not a problem, it's a solution. Crazy, right? The real exotic bull says, Damn, I don't know what you're saying, damn about, but it's cool. I hope it's good. <laughs> so, look, I'm going to wrap this up in conclusion because I got more meetings to get to. In conclusion, entrepreneurs really are the key to innovation for all the reasons that I listed here, because we're the ones pushing the boundaries. We're the ones solving problems before people even know they got a problem. We're, us as entrepreneurs, are the ones that are creating a better future for everyone. So if you're aspiring to be an entrepreneur, first step, man, you can't have fear. You got to take that leap. And, and maybe you have an ethical duty to do so, because what if, your solution, what if that's the next big thing? What if that's the next Tesla or the next SpaceX or Amazon or ChatGPT? And if you're not an entrepreneur because it ain't for everybody, dude, support the ones in your community. Stop being, stop being a crap in a bucket or being a downer or crapping on people's dreams, right? Because together, we can still, we can be an optimist. We can create a better, brighter, more innovative future. All right. Hey guys, it's coach Jake with the number one podcast. And you know, at number one coaching, we know that small business owners struggle to scale and increase their revenues. So we're here to help you. We believe that every single entrepreneur deserves the chance to win beyond their wildest dreams so that they can have peace of mind and abundance. We do that by increasing your revenue, teaching your sales strategies to increase your revenue, demolishing employee disengagement. And we do that really by transforming your sales managers 
into coaches that are concerned with putting points on the board, but those points are revenue. I want to help you. I'm here to help you. You don't have to go through your business life complacent, just accepting, reacting. Let's take charge. Let's win. You can head over to numberonecoaching.com, schedule an appointment. It's free. We can do a strategy session, 15 minutes for free. Numberonecoaching.com. Thanks. So I appreciate you guys. Keep hustling. Uh, let's see. We got some comments here. What's up, Carmen Punchy Facey? I will be at Camp Coach. Looking forward to it. Good. Stoked to see you. Be ready, dude. Be ready. The Real Exotic Bull says, The Who Theory on my entrepreneurs turning problems. Oh, yeah. Genius. Thanks. Yeah, it's what we do, dude. And we turn problems into money. And money ain't a bad thing. Money, money is an amplifier. Do you understand that? Money is just an amplifier. If you're a good person and you get more money, you will do more good things. And this is a funny thing. I personally believe that your own ethics determine whether you become wealthy or not. And let me explain. Because you know what happens. You know if you can be trusted with power or influence or money. Because you've, been, you've seen what you do when you're alone. If you're lying, cheating, stealing, all that shit. And a lot of times, unless you're a psychopath, and there are, they're in every subgroup. There's psychopathic cops, psychopathic business people, psychopathic doctors, psychopathic school teachers. Like, they're everywhere. One in a hundred, generally speaking, in the general population. One in four in positions of power, like politics and CEOs, because they gravitate toward that. Those places where they have more control. My, my point here is that, you know, we have to really, really get right with ourselves. We have to be disciplined so that we can trust ourselves with money, so that that amplification is a good thing. And I think a lot of times, we shoot ourselves in the foot because we don't want to do that. We don't want to put ourselves in a place where we don't trust ourselves with that kind. I know this is some heavy, deep shit. <laughs> I think it's totally true. So you've got to really get disciplined and you've really got to get right with yourself about doing the right thing when nobody's looking because you're looking and you are going to either allow yourself to succeed or not because you know if you succeed, you can affect more people. So you want to make sure that you're a good person, right? I hope all this makes sense. Appreciate you guys. Oh, what's up? Brian Sheedy. Happy to see you, dude. Hey, coach. Thanks for your thoughts, words. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Had another weekend of wins. Brian Sheedy, by the way, is a world-class cyclist, a guy that I'm working with, um, with some 10X coaching and mentoring, and just great guy. Super excited to see what he does with uh, making more money and amplifying his reach and, and building an empire. So happy to see you, Brian. Thanks for, for chiming in, dude. That's so awesome. All right, guys, I'm going to jump off here because I got a ton of meetings today. Uh, punchy face, he gave me a number one. Oh, Rilla Wolf Wrestling says you're on here dropping jewels. Thank you, dude. Number one, I love it, dude. Thank you for that. That's a very nice compliment. 
Uh, all right, guys, I gotta go. I gotta go get some rack up some more wins. Take some risk. I might I might lose. I might I might get I might get some L's on there, but I'm gonna be trying. And all you guys need to do that, right? So uh, the real exotic bull says that's right. Make that moolah. By the way, making that moolah. How do I? How do you make moolah by providing value? That's how. Like my company is 20 years old. So that statistic of like one in 10 businesses fail. I mean, I'm sorry, nine out of 10 businesses fail. 90% of small businesses fail in the first 10 years. I've done that twice with one co- with just one of my companies. My wife and I have a, uh, run another company, Game Master, that's 30 years it's been around. The reason is, is because you can make money when you provide value. When the value you provide to people exceeds the amount of money that you charge them. The value of the money is exceeded by the value of what you've delivered to them. That's why everybody is always like excited to go back to camp. I mean, I hit as hard. I don't know what to tell you, dude. It is truly a, this ain't going to some lame seminar. <laughs> you're sore for the rest of the week. Guaranteed. I don't care who you are. You're sore the rest of the week after you come to our camp. And that, you might be sore from the grind, you know, wrestling, getting a sore neck, getting, you know, bruises. That's not what I'm talking about. There's that too. This is, Boy, this is my sales pitch. Um, your muscles like are sore because we work hard. But what I am really selling, when I sell, for example, scientific resin, I am selling personal development. I am selling that this idea that soft men make for hard times. So I'm here in the business of making hard men and women so that we can have good times. Punchy facey. Carmen says, just from the warm-up. Yeah, dude, just from the warm-up. Most people can't. Dude, <laughs> most people can't even do our warm-up. Oh, I'm like 50 and I still get tickled doing this stuff. I, I, I did the, uh, my shoulders are shot. I've got the shoulders of an 80-year-old, according to my doctors. But um, So I can't do some of the Hindu push-up stuff anymore. But I will do all the wall walking with people. I will do, I have no problem with the squats. Anything is in my shoulders, I'm good, man. I'll get out there and grind with guys. And I get sore, but I don't, I don't bitch and moan about it and I don't complain. I do it again. And then when I do complain, I do it anyway. So, uh, Stellar Steven throwing out a, a number one and a CW. I love it, bro. So, yeah, making that moolah, I do got to jump off here shortly. But listen, come to camp. Come to camp. I've got Denver, Charlotte. And Pinion Hills, I just talked with Josh Barnett. Today, he's off on the road selling a new beer he made, which sounds super cool because um, he does all that distillery stuff. Uh, I guess he's doing a seminar and he's got uh, Bloodsport, his, his promotions, doing a big show. He's wrestling a guy who's come through our camps, Tim Thatcher. Super excited uh, to watch that match, by the way, Bloodsport. You should check it out. It's support Josh. Um, but it's going to be Josh on our last event in the Mojave Desert, go sign up, dude. This will sell out. And you won't. The last time I, and Wade Schaus, get his record holder for the most wins and pins in wrestling. So all you guys in, in the martial arts world talking about pinning, unless you come and trade with Wade, you need to shut up because you haven't done the best you can to learn from the best. And I'm making that available to you. That's value. And I'm going to do it. You're going to get two days of training for the price of three hours of training with some of these other 
celebrity idiots uh, out on the circuit. Best value, like mind-blowing value. Truly, truly, truly. Sign up. Go to coachingcatch.com. That's the Mojave Desert. In Charlotte, you're going to get me and Billy Scott. A lot of you guys don't know who Billy Scott is. Some of you might. A lot of you guys have no clue. But that's my job is to teach you and educate you and sell you. That's what a, a salesperson is actually an expert. A good salesperson on their subject matter, on what they're selling. Billy Scott is the man that my mentor, my coach, Billy Robinson, said was the greatest American athlete that he coached. And Billy does not give any compliments. You need to show up and come and work with me and Billy Scott. I was Billy's right hand for seven years. Knew him. He was family, wrote his autobiography, traveled the world, talking about compliments. He said, because of me, without a doubt, Catch Rustling is going to come back. You're going to have me there, and you're going to have the guy he said was his greatest American athlete that he coached in Charlotte. Dude, I don't know what to, I, I don't know. I don't know what to take. I don't know when I'm going to book these again. These are a lot of these are like one-off events. Last time I put Wade and, and uh, Josh together was 2017. That's like six years ago. I don't know what to tell you. And now like guys like Billy, Carl, they're gone. Fujiwara came and gone. I can't bring him back. And he's getting older. You got to jump on this now. Showing up is 90% of success. And you could show up included all of these camps as long as you want, as long as I put them on when you become an affiliate. And you can make money doing what I do, personal development through wrestling and business. It's awesome. Scientificwrestler.com. Go look at that value stack. It's sick. Um, so yeah. All right, guys. Oh, wait a minute. We got Emperor Charlemagne. Oh, wait, Stellar Stevens dropping on now. Glad Eric Paulson is getting awards from Josh. Yeah, Eric's a great guy. Eric is a great guy. Really a good dude. Uh, let's see here. Emperor Charlemagne says, love Josh. Thanks for the info. Yeah, man, Josh is a great dude. Actually, uh, it's one year to the day when Josh gave me my second mention through Josh. So much thanks to that dude on the Joe Rogan podcast, most popular podcast on the planet. Um, the Emperor Charlemagne, what do I think of Brian Peterson? Uh, nice guy, good YouTuber. Um, he came to one of our camps at, uh, in the Mojave desert and interviewed us. And I'm going to be honest, like it seemed like a bit of an ambush because he came in, he was all my best buddy and talking and curious. He wouldn't do anything. He didn't do anything at the camp. Um, I don't know why that was, why he wouldn't participate. I mean. I don't know. Um, nice guy. But then he gets back and then just rags on catch wrestling on some videos. So um, he then asked to come to attend another camp. And I was like, yeah, you just got to pay. And then he wouldn't pay. So this is not fair to the other people that, that pay. So I don't know him. All I know is that he kind of came in under one pretense and then started ragging on something when I let him in for free. And then the next time when he asked to come, I was like, well, you're gonna rag. I don't give a shit. Rag on me. I, you wouldn't be the first, uh, or or rag on on catch. You certainly wouldn't be the first or last. I don't really care. But you're gonna have to pay now. 
Uh, and so, uh, you know, I don't know about that. Uh, thoughts on Tony Chikini. Yeah, I don't really like to do this kind of thing. I don't like to go into all this bullshit because it doesn't make anybody any money and it's just negativity. Um, you know, like, so again, before I leave Brian Peterson, I think he's a, got a great channel. I think he provides a lot of uh, value with the channel. And I recommend that you watch his material and you learn from the guy. Me personally, I wasn't impressed with our interaction, but that doesn't mean anything about what you should do. You need to figure your own shit out. And that's how I feel about Tony uh, Chikini. I did not have the best experience um, uh, with that guy. I, I found things that I wasn't really into, but I know a lot of people that have found value with him. Uh, I have a guy, uh, I don't know if you remember Mason. He was the guy wearing the, uh, uh, who are the brothers that are in prison in Czechoslovakia? The Tate brothers. He had, he had that Tate, the black dude who had the Tate thing. Great guy, Mason. But he, co he trains with me and, and uh, Chikini. So, you know, get in where you've been in. You got to find the right vibe for you. Uh, I'll just leave it this way. You know, I call scientific wrestling what I do. Uh, I, I call it scientific wrestling because science is based on uh, evidence, facts, replicability, and, and uh, solving problems and, and winning. So <laughs> I don't know that if somebody's not aligned with those values, that's why I don't do business with them. So I don't know if that helps. Anyway, yeah, that kind of uh, flame war shit is just so lame and counterproductive. And, you know, these are, these are fine people, whatever. Just uh, go figure out here. Go make your own. Go do it yourself and figure out your own conclusions. You know what I mean? Um, the only thing I'll ever warn you is if somebody does something that that I believe is absolutely morally wrong, like um, you know, assault, theft, um, rape, like all the that shit. Like, of course, then I would be like, yeah, man, okay, like. You know, but even then, like, you know, without a jury and evidence and all that, I try, I try to stay out of shit that I don't really know. <laughs> if that makes sense, all I do is I just stay focused. And, and trust me, when I was a young man, uh, I, I had to learn some lessons the hard way by just constantly getting into arguments and fights and all that. It's just a waste of time. It's a waste of time. That, to me, is the domain of politics. And that's all trash. It's all trash. So, you know, I'm just saying this. I will answer your questions. I don't like getting into it uh, because it's not productive for anybody. It doesn't do anybody any good. And you need to make your own damn conclusions anyway. Stop being a pussy and, and just go and take some risk and, and figure it out yourself, right? Then come and tell me your findings. And, and you know what? Maybe if the, the problems I had with the person you didn't have and that, that, that whoever that person was just having a bad day. So why would you let my judgment of them uh, you need to figure stuff out on your own and you wouldn't want somebody doing that to you either. I don't appreciate it when, when people talk about me and all that and don't actually know me or haven't done business with me, you know? So, um, just try to support everybody you can, um, as best you can. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes any, any sense, but, um, I appreciate you guys. Any other questions before I go? Let me check the Instagram. Uh, punchy face. He says, I'm going to all of those, meaning. Denver, which is going to be then, that'll be me and, and Gil, all of us, um, and uh, the newly minted uh, assistant coach Scott Sutton out of Arizona, as well as my longtime friend and assistant coach John Fabricatori. Great guy. I don't know if you guys have met John. John was really the first guy 
that I kind of turned on to this idea of putting cradles into uh, submission grappling. He won a bunch of tournaments. We're talking probably about 2010, 2011. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if you guys know my cradle story. It goes back a long ways. I was telling it at the camp. The very first camp that I ran with Sidekick Wrestling was Wade Chalice and Mark Schultz together. It was called Dominating the Mat. And I filmed it and we produced it for a while. Um, I took some of that footage and used it to update the legal pain uh, DVDs and whatnot. So now, the reason why I had those guys together, this had to be 2004, uh, if my memory is 2004, 2005, it had to be super early, you know, because Side of Wrestling didn't start until 2003. So um, I had been wrestling my buddy Alex Stoll. Uh, who's down in Venice. He's a neighbor of mine, good, close friend of mine, known him for years and years. Great guy, tough guy. Started out as a wrestler, gone into jiu-jitsu, and we were fooling around, and he cradled me one day. And I was like, God damn it. That was embarrassing. I hated that. You know, especially losing my good buddy. I'm like, damn it, that's such a crappy way to lose. Okay. Now, I, you know, it was submission grappling, so he didn't win, but I'm thinking like catch wrestler. I'm like, dude, I got totally caught because I hadn't been thinking about cradles. Now, around that time, I had been hearing, I'd really been studying wrestling a lot, and I'd heard that Mark Schultz had cradled Hickson Gracie, right? And Hickson's got this huge aura, this mystique, and this whatever. Um, he cradled him like a baby for like a half hour. Sure, he lost when after a half hour, Gribbs goes, but dude, I was like, whoa, cradles. Again, I just gotten hammered in a cradle. Hickson's getting hammered in a cradle. Uh, that started swirling together. And so I started studying cradles. And of course, not obviously that took me right away to Mark Schultz, but then it also took me to Wade. And I was already aware of Wade, but I really doubled down. And so that's, Wade was probably the first guy. So it's so funny. Everybody's always like, so I do wrestling. They always argue with me about catch. And I'm like, dude, we're hybrid grappling. We are folk style, mostly from Wade Chalice. That curriculum is, um, the only curriculum for grappling um, that's exclusive to us from Wade, plus the curriculum exclusive to us by Billy Robinson. That is scientific wrestling. Folk weaponized folk style is what I'm calling it now, but it's the folk style and the and the uh, catches catch can from those two guys uh, who've had insane accomplishments again, number ones. Um, I don't know if that makes any any sense to you. Um, Emperor Charlemagne says, did Schultz ever cross path with Billy Robinson? I remember you saying that Wade did not know. Neither guy did. Uh-uh. So I start out working out with those guys. But, you know, like Wade doesn't have a huge submission repertoire. And what my aim with scientific wrestling was to bring wrestling into MMA and grappling by its own stake. And so those guys had, you know, Wade had clearly crossed over to judo, sambo, into these other grappling domains. And Mark had clearly crossed over to Brazilian jiu-jitsu and MMA. So they, they were awesome. But then uh, when Billy was available, because of Billy's uh, advanced age and his advanced knowledge of already, I was like, well, I'm not going to go and reinvent the wheel with these guys. I'm going to pick what I can and learn the very best stuff that I can from these freaking geniuses. 
And then I'm going to go work on this guy who's already <laughs> been doing it for an entire lifetime. What can I bring to the market uh, from that guy? And so that's where it kind of mishmashes. Uh, white chocolate. Trained out of Tampa with Carl. Got student. Yeah, cool. Cool. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Um, Emperor Charlemagne says, isn't folk style basically catch without submissions? Is there much of a difference? Love the history lessons. Thank you. Here, I'll, let me just throw this up here on the screen. Um, well, they're different. Uh, folk, folk style is derived. And I actually just wrote an article and made a couple posts on Instagram. So go through the, the Instagram and look around. You'll see, I, I write a one in the post section, a lot of history stuff that you might enjoy. Um, the, the, um, folk style is an American form of wrestling that is directly derived from catches catch can. Does that make sense? So they did take out the submission holds and left the pins. Now that is interesting because in all catch matches, the only thing that is constant across the board is the pin. Sometimes the pin might be different. It might be a touch ball, like we see. Might be a three count, what we do. Might be a five count. There's been matches where a five count pin, okay? But the pin is always there. And sometimes it's just the shoulders down, both shoulder blades. Sometimes it's shoulders and the hip. So there's a cyber, but that pin is across the board. Now, earlier versions of it had submissions, strangler, Evan, strangler, loose, choking people. Frank Gotch lost to Tom Jenkins through a, through a, a, a choke. So there was chokes, even. There were submissions. And then it eventually, because there was debate, and what ended up happening is, is folk style and Olympic wrestling, because they're not bottom-up, meaning the fighters agree on the rules, but that there's an organization top-down saying what the rules have to be. In the case of folk style, scholastic organizations like the AAU, right? Or in the Olympics, the Olympics saying these are the rules instead of people being able to agree on them. Um, they started taking out the more dangerous holds. Make sense? So I don't know if that helps you. Um, I hope it does. White Chocolate says it was good times shoot fighting. Yeah, cool, man. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. Yeah, uh, I don't think people realize the impact. So on Medium, if you go find it, search my name on medium.com, which hosts my new blog, I have a couple articles on catch, one of them in particular about uh, the quantification of the impact of catch wrestling. I talked about this all the time. Has to be in the hundreds of millions of people um, that catch wrestling has directly impacted through its derivatives, not only catch, but in addition, folk style, Olympic freestyle, you know, folk style, again, being scholastic, college and high school and peewee and junior high wrestling. Um, and WWE style, AEW style, New Japan style. If you take all the fans, athletes, coaches, and promoters and try to do your best to calculate that, we're talking hundreds of millions of people since, the 18, since 1870. It's definitely the biggest impact in combat sports, like dwarfs. Anything else doesn't even isn't even a pimple in the ass of the impact that catches catch can has, and arguably as big if not bigger than other sports like soccer, just ridiculously huge impact. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> all 
How's that for a sales pitch? See, again, a salesman is re- a good salesman, a real sales pro, not some skis guy or quick money grab, all that is an expert in the subject, an expert, because that's how they solve problems. They solve problems well enough that people were like, shit, man, that was awesome. I'm glad I bought the ticket <laughs> to that. So, um, guys, I hope this was useful for you guys. Entrepreneurs are truly the key to innovation. You know, I mean, you can look at like, again, I already brought up the Mace Bell because I innovated upon the old method that was being done with the GATA, right? Um, but, you know, I've done that with scientific wrestling. So I appreciate you guys. I got to jump on this meeting. You guys have a great day. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. And as ever, please, if you enjoyed this episode, share it, pass it along, hit like, all that, smash the like button, whatever. Please help us get the word out. My mission is to help as many people as possible. Head over also to numberonecoaching.com. We are here to help you with your small business, help it succeed, help it grow, and help you thrive and become number one.